0: Well, hello everyone, this is artist Miriam Schulman, and you're listening to episode number 35 of the Inspiration Place podcast. Today we're talking all about how to build your creative confidence. So for that, stay tuned.
1: It's the Inspiration Place podcast with artist Miriam Shulman. Welcome to the Inspiration Place podcast, an art world inside a podcast for artists by an artist, where each week we go behind the scenes to uncover the perspiration and inspiration behind the art. And now, your host, Miriam Shulman. Hey, everyone. This is
0: Miriam Shulman, your host of the Inspiration Place podcast. You're listening to episode number 35. And today we're talking all about how to build your creative confidence so you don't let fear stand in the way of your inspiration. If you've ever thought to yourself, I don't feel like a real artist, don't fret. You know what? We've all thought that at one time or another. It's also known as imposter syndrome. (laughs) And a variation of that is... Usually goes something like this: Who am I to sell my art? Who am I to teach an online class? Who am I to sell my art at Certex? Or I'm not ready yet. You ever say that to yourself? I'm not ready yet. And here's another version of that fear: What will they think? Clinical psychologist Pauline Clance and Suzanne Imes were the first to name. The Imposter Phenomenon in 1978. Their study, The Imposter Phenomenon in High Achieving Women, focused on women who had earned their PhD. So these are pretty smart women and were respected for their achievements in their chosen fields or were students who excelled. However, despite the high performance of the women in the study, these researchers found that these women attributed their success to luck or didn't believe in their own intelligence and were convinced that they fooled everyone who thought they were gifted. In fact, I hear this from one of my colleagues. I'm not going to call her out on this, but she's always saying, oh, I was so lucky. And I have to remind her, you weren't lucky. You worked hard. You weren't lucky. You you are talented, you weren't lucky, you are consistent. I mean, it's great to feel lucky and feel gratitude, but never underestimate your own abilities and your own accomplishments. In social psychologist Amy Cuddy's book, Presence, she quoted Clance who said, if I could do it all over again, I would call it imposter experience rather than imposter syndrome because it's not a syndrome, or a complex, or a mental illness. It's something almost everyone experiences. Reframing this as an experience suggests that this is an experience shared by many, and there is nothing wrong with you if you feel this way. Now, I actually asked Rebecca Bass-Ching, who's a therapist and CEO and founder of Potentia Family Therapy, what she thought about women suffering more from imposter syndrome than men. Now, she disagreed. She said, I believe both men and women struggle with imposter syndrome. They just may show it differently. Traditionally, women are more inclined to reach out and ask for help. So it may seem like more women are naming their struggles with imposter syndrome because it is more acceptable. She explained that shame and a scarcity mindset are at the heart of imposter syndrome. And if you want to hear more about what she thinks, there. Is one of my most popular episodes. It's called Overcoming Imposter Syndrome, where I interview Rebecca. It's episode number six of the podcast, and I'll be sure to link that in the show notes. She also shared if anyone dares to push growth edges and put themselves out of their comfort zone, then these protective narratives will always show up. No one is immune, no one is exempt. All right, so let's talk about this. Let's talk about artists who struggle with imposter syndrome. Many artists struggle with imposter syndrome at one time or another. It's inevitable, especially if you're self-taught. So let's talk about that. For example, popular artist Kelly Ray Roberts, she calls herself an accidental artist and
2: struggled with imposter syndrome in the beginning of her career. Once I started identifying as an artist, the imposter syndrome came after I'd faced all these fears, which I thought was really interesting. Now that I was having some visual success, and getting some interest, and getting some traction. That's when I started struggling heavily with that feeling of sort of like being found out and that people are going to realize sooner than later that I have no idea what I'm doing. If
0: you fear people will discover you have no idea what you're doing and are even a fraud, that is imposter syndrome in its clearest iteration. But it's also a symptom of you lacking in your confidence, which is why I named this episode Building Your Creative Confidence Rather Than Really Overcoming Imposter Syndrome. If you're really interested in this topic, like I said, definitely check out the episode I did with Rebecca Bass Ching. And also check out the episode I did with Denise Jacobs on banishing your inner critic. But let's talk about these artists. Let's talk about Kelly Ray Roberts. Getting experience under Robert's belt helped her deal with imposter syndrome. Quote, I have some solid practices now, but at the beginning of my career, imposter syndrome was pretty intense, she said. I faced a lot of fears to even become an artist. And then once I started identifying as an artist, imposter syndrome came back unquote. Roberts isn't surprised that more women suffer from the syndrome. She says, quote,
2: We're told to like, blend in, be polite, don't ruffle any feathers. And being an artist is ruffling feathers. It's having a voice. Being an artist is having a voice. It's
0: having an opinion. As artists, we break the rules. Women especially struggle with that. She said, but what do we do about it? especially in this age of social media, which completely leaves everyone to comparison despair. In fact, since November, when my iPhone was tracking exactly how much time I spend on my phone, I decided to put limitations on my social media scrolling time. So I actually have limited my Instagram to only 15 minutes a day. And that includes the time that I spend posting things on my my Insta stories. I don't have to use willpower to do this. My phone automatically shuts off Instagram (laughs) after 15 minutes. It will ask me if I want to ignore that limit or extend it for the day, but I've turned over that control over to the phone so that I'm not tempted. Now, I bring this up because ever since I started doing this, it has definitely helped me. It's helped me paint more. It's helped me get less depressed about what the popular girls are doing and how many more likes they get than me. I just don't even have the time in that 15 minute bandwidth to get obsessed or to be checking those kinds of things. The feeling of not being good enough is exasperated by social media, especially once you grow a large following like Kelly Ray Roberts. Now, she has around 50,000 Facebook likes and around 32,000 Instagram followers. So that's a lot. She says, quote, a lot of people probably do think that I have no idea what I'm doing or I shouldn't be doing what I'm doing, she said. Quote, oh, you'd be surprised at the emails and the social media comments that we get, unquote. What we're saying, both Kelly and myself, is what happens is once you get to that big numbers, it's not just your friends and family anymore who are following you. When you get around 50,000 Facebook likes, you are attracting a lot of people and also a lot of haters. And there's people who idolize you to the point of hating you, (laughs) or they're jealous of you because they're jealous of that success. And because they see how big you are, they want to knock you down. And Kelly's followers are very open about telling her everything they don't like about her artwork. At the same time, it's easy to look at other success and think you don't measure up, which creates feelings of envy. At the time I had this conversation with Kelly, she actually had stopped following her own friends because it became a bit of a problem for her. I also spoke to another artist, Mistel Kirking of mistel.com. She doesn't enjoy it when she feels envious of another's success. <laughs> she wants to be able to celebrate others' good fortune, she says.
1: Yeah, because I can feel that envy inside That's so not healthy. And I also want to be able to be okay with other people having success because that's where they are in their lives. If that envy is going to darken any part of my heart, then I need to like step back and learn to let go of that. So I have unfollowed and then refollowed people for that. I just need that space. That was
0: Mistel Kierking of Mistel.com, who I recently also spoke to about her feelings of confidence. If comparison despair makes your jealousy creep in, it may be time to take a break from the seduction of social media. Focus on yourself and stop looking at others or do what I do and just put a limit on it. It's okay to be on Instagram. It's okay to be on Facebook but use it as a tool and don't let it suck you into the vortex of comparison despair. This wouldn't be an Inspiration Place podcast if I didn't give you actionable steps for overcoming imposter syndrome and building your creative confidence. So let's talk about some ways you can generate positive emotion for yourself and build confidence for yourself. If you have a feeling you're not good enough, let's talk about some strategies that you can use. Strategy number one, embrace your artist identity. If you feel that sense coming on that you're a fraud or that you're not good enough, take comfort first of all that you're not alone and then work on reframing your mindset. After all, just because you think it doesn't make it true. Sometimes these thoughts are just stories that we make up in our mind. They're not facts. They're thoughts. And thoughts lead to feelings. And negative thoughts lead to negative thinking. So let's talk about cleaning up your thoughts and how to embrace your artist identity. Keir King, because she's self-taught, will often feel that lack of confidence creeping in with speaking with art world, air quotes,
1: insiders. She shared, If I'm in a conversation with an artist who has gone to art school Mm -hmm. and they're they're talking about um, artsy, heady stuff... I won't be able to keep up and I don't actually care that I can't keep up, but there are pockets of a lack of information that I know I have, which is kind of why I did this, that little class with this guy. But at the same time, I know that I am good at what I do and that's enough validation for me to keep doing it. At the end of the day, I feel fine being me and living in my space in the art world. But let's talk
0: about how you embrace your artist identity. Call yourself an artist. Don't be afraid. When people say, do you paint? You don't have to say it's my hobby. I dabble in it. Say, yes, I'm an artist. It doesn't matter if you've gone to art school or not. Both Mistel and Kelly Ray and myself, all three of us, not one of us went to art school. Not one of us has a master's in fine arts. And yet, all three of us are making our livings as professional artists. And by the way, just because you don't make a living as an artist doesn't mean you're not an artist either. I truly believe that anyone who makes art is an artist be willing to call yourself an artist. All right, we're moving on to strategy number two. Commit to creating consistent, original artwork. When you are suffering from self-confidence, the best way to overcome that is by taking action. You're not gonna find confidence by scrolling through Instagram or Pinterest. You're not going to find it by looking at pictures or by listening to stories. The only way you're going to build your confidence is by taking action and by doing it. If the problem is you don't feel like a real artist, create art. That's the definition of being a real artist. Honor your creativity and place art making above all else. All right, we're moving on to strategy number three, create in a series. Sometimes when you finally do make time to paint, you can get stuck not knowing what to paint next, (laughs) not knowing what to do, because either you have so many ideas, you can't pick one, or you're not sure what's going to work. And you're living in the future, in the future fears, or you're living in the past with past failures. So let's talk about how creating a series can build your confidence. When you build in a series, it eliminates decision-making. The less decisions you have to make, the more likely you are to paint. So if you say to yourself, okay, this week I'm only painting flowers, that works or whatever it is your theme is gonna be. That's why in the Inspired Insiders Club, we focus on themes. So for example, in winter of 2000, I think it was 2019 in January, we were focusing on winter woodlands. And that really helped me not only design a course that felt cohesive, but create a collection that was cohesive. And it took away a lot of decision making for me. Then when we were done with that series, I chose the Country Critters series to do with my art students. So again, working on a tightly based theme. When this podcast comes out in April, we'll still be working on Country Critters. I'm not sure if the Insiders Club will be open then, but you can always add your name to the waitlist. You can go to shulmanart.com forward slash join and just enter your name and email and you can add yourself to the Inspired Insiders Club waitlist. All right, the next strategy I would encourage you to do, strategy number four, is to dress like an artist. This is also an approach that people have, like having an alter ego. There's a reason why performers get dressed up when they go on stage, because it builds confidence, or why we put on a certain outfit to play tennis or Spin or whatever it happens to be. These things are putting us in the mood to work out and putting on a persona. Think about Superman, Clark Kent. He didn't just take off his glasses, he had put on a whole costume to become Superman or any of those superheroes, including Wonder Woman. I always thought it was silly that people couldn't recognize that it was the same person just because they had their superhero cape on. But once they don their superhero persona, it wasn't just the outfit that had changed. Their whole attitude had changed. They developed a much more confident and assertive attitude. So how can you do that as an artist? Clothing is an important part of owning your self-concept as an artist and combating imposter syndrome and building your confidence. Like I said, you would not exercise in jeans and a blouse. Although, by the way, my 85-year-old father-in-law, he actually actually does exercise in his jeans, but most people don't. You put on a tennis outfit to play tennis, and it's the same thing with painting. Tie on your apron, and that is your superhero cape. When I'm procrastinating doing my artwork in the studio, as soon as I put my apron on, I know that I mean business. By the way, whenever I do my live streams or webinars, we've been giving away a free Inspiration Place apron. So that is definitely a reason to come to my live streams or my masterclasses. And if you want to purchase an apron, I will have that in the show notes. They're priced really low. I really don't make much money off of them. They ship directly to you from Cafe Press. And it's just a chance for you to don a little swag. Kelly Ray Roberts, who we've been speaking to in this episode, creates an entire ritual around getting dressed. She says, "quote
2: I call it wearing my joy, which is like being conscious of what's in my heart and what's in my inner landscape and my inner world, and making that visible. And a lot of times, I think so many of us are unconscious about how we're adorning our bodies, even just in everyday world. So if you start tuning in, if like why am I even wearing black? I don't even like black. I'm wearing black because it makes me skinny. Versus, <laughs> <laughs> versus like, who I really like? Who do I admire in the world? Oh, it turns out I admire the artists. I admire people who wear colors and who wear boots and whatever. And to start looking at people you admire. Start looking at people you admire
0: who are living their lives in a way that is in direct opposition of being afraid. Getting dressed every day is an opportunity to make ceremony every morning. You're making these choices consciously or unconsciously that feed your visual world and how others perceive you. I love wearing bright colors because bright colors and bright patterns instantly change my mood. In fact, there is a fantastic book that I started reading recently called Joyful by Ingrid Fattel, I believe. I'll make sure that's linked in the show notes as well. And she talks exactly about this, how wearing colors is going to improve your mood versus wearing black. Of course, if wearing black makes you feel more like an artist, fine, go for it. But if you're feeling sad and that's holding you back from creating, Put on a happy color, put on coral, put on red, put on pink and see what it does to your mood and see what it does for your confidence. All right, we're ready for strategy number five. This is create an alter ego. You step into an alter ego so that you feel like a real artist. Believe it or not, Beyonce has been known to rely on on her alter ego named Sasha Fierce. When she performs, she imagines it's Sasha Fierce performing. Apparently, many performers, tennis players, and musicians also create these alter egos. When you become this other person, when you perform or paint, so that you can step into that with confidence, it's someone else who is also you. You know I'm a voracious reader, and there's one more book that I'm going to just throw in here. I haven't gotten my hands on it yet, but it's by Todd Herman, and he is actually one of the first people that I had learned about this alter ego effect, and I think the book is actually called The Alter Ego Effect. So I can't wait to get my hands on it. It's a brand new book. I think it came out in February 2019. Again, we will link to the book in the show notes, and also I do have on my website shulmanart.com slash book club. That's where I post links to all of the books that I recommend and books of my guests. And I only have on guests whose books I have read and truly believe in. So you can check out shulmanart.com forward slash book club. If you want to see any of these books we're mentioning now, as well as these other books. But creating an alter ego is effective. I don't actually use that technique myself, but my daughter who plays cello has come up with an alter ego that has helped her during audition process. All right, strategy number six. This is one that really works for me. Any of you who have taken my painting with words course know this, which is my art journal course. Use Mantras and affirmations. So, lack of confidence or imposter syndrome or inner critic, all those things, they're really just different forms of fear. And an affirmation or mantra can be used to help overcome fear. It can be as simple as, I am an artist. One of my favorite affirmations is to look in the mirror every day and say, This is what And artists look like. Another one I like, I learned from Denise Duffield Thomas. She says, to say this as your affirmation It's my time and I'm ready for the next step. If you're thinking to yourself, Who am I to do this? Flip it on its head. Your affirmation should be, Who am I not to do this? If you're thinking, Oh, everyone has done this. Yes. But it hasn't been done by you. So, why not you? That's a very powerful affirmation. All right, we're coming to the last strategy. Strategy number seven. And this is get curious and have compassion. Instead of judging your feelings of being an imposter or your lack of confidence, Bass Ching suggests getting curious and having compassion towards those feelings. When you genuinely seek to understand the fears or concerns that are breeding your feelings of self-doubt, this part often relaxes and helps your inner critic transform into an inner cheerleader. Just remember, when you were a child, you would pick up that crayon, or that brush of tempura paint. (laughs) Remember those paints at the easel? And none of us when we were in kindergarten said, I can't do this coloring page because I'm not a real artist. No, we just picked up that crayon and went to work. So love that inner child and work on bringing that back to your art process. I hope you enjoyed today's solo show. If you wanna make sure you don't miss any more of my episodes, make sure you subscribe. So if you're listening on iTunes, you can just hit that purple subscribe button. If you've already subscribed, you'll know you have because it'll be three purple dots rather than the word subscribe. If you're not on your iPhone or iTunes or Apple Podcasts, just subscribe to whatever thingy you use to listen to podcasts so that could be Google Play if you're on an Android I'm on Google Play I'm on Stitcher I'm on Spotify I'm on all those major podcast directories so please subscribe and thank you to everyone who has already left a review on my podcast I know that it takes a while to stop what you're doing to search for my podcast on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and leave a review which is why I really appreciate it I read every single one, and if you drop your Instagram handle into the review, so when you leave a review, if your iTunes or Apple ID, whatever it's called, I mean, that might be your name, it might be a nickname or something like that, but in the review itself, you can just drop your iTunes handle there, like at whatever that happens to be, like at craftychica123. Drop in your Instagram handle. If you do, then I will give you a shout out on Instagram. I have a modest following there. I mean, I'm proud of it. It's 18,000 followers, and I'd be happy to introduce my followers to you over on Instagram. If you like the podcast and you want to let me know, And you want to say hi to me, send me a direct message over on Instagram. I'm at shulmanart over there. And I personally read every single message because it comes directly to my phone. And a lot of times I reply and I would love to hear from you. And the third way you can let me know what you think about the podcast is you can leave a comment, leave a comment on the blog. So the show notes for this episode is shulmanart.com forward slash 35. you leave a comment on the blog, I always read those as well. And it's really great to be part of the conversation. So thanks so much for joining me, everyone. I will see you next week. Same time, same place. Make it a good one.
1: Thank you for listening to the Inspiration Place podcast. Connect with us on Facebook at facebook.com slash shulmanart on Instagram at shulmanart and of course on shulmanart.com.
0: Hey there, if you enjoyed this podcast, you have to check out the Inspired Insiders Club. It's my monthly membership program where you get inspiration from me. Every month I share with you techniques that I use in my own art for drawing and painting in both watercolor and mixed media. Plus each month we meet live. We talk about inspiration and ideas for how to make the art in your own style and you get to ask me questions or even get critiqued on your art. If you're feeling stuck in your art and your goal for 2019 is to unleash greater creativity or to spend more time painting, but you need a little help creating that habit, then the Inspired Insiders Club will help you get there. Come join me over at shulmanart.com. That's shulmanart with a C dot com forward slash join. I'd love to have you join me in the Inspired Insiders Club. See you there.